Dr. Christopher K. Slayton is a pioneering figure in the field of child development, founding the Progressive Investment Institute of Focused Learning in 2000. And Dr. Slayton is with us here. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you very, very much for having me. So can you elaborate on the Progressive Investing Institute of Focused Learning that you founded and how it's contributed to your study? of child development? Well, that's research and development. Progressive investing is a motivation strategy that I begin with anyone that comes into the Institute that's living each day to become more informed because I'm dealing with education and science, which is first you want the person to understand how to inform the brains. That's why they come. That's the education component. And then the discipline actually begin to develop those soft skills that are required to interact with other people and get them to also be motivated through your teaching and practices. And what was it that motivated you to create this institute? Learning crises. You know, I've come across a lot of children and parents that uh, were in crises, dealing with education, and it it, it bottomed up as a health and wellness issue, which led me to study more the brain and then the wellness component, that's the body. So from that perspective, scientifically using human system science, brain, body, and sense, you've been studying all three, you begin to realize that these are sense and receive paths dysfunctions that are occurring in front of you. And so you need to understand how the brain, body, and senses work together in order for you to actually begin to develop and implement an effective strategy to improve their ability to make contact, interact, move through that emotion, and become more confident in their ability to cooperate. And you've applied the use of action research with children and parents in crisis. So how has this approach shaped your own understanding of human systems research and its application in real-world situations. It really grounds the practice because you're talking about four dynamics that actual learning relates to specifically as human beings. We all share this home, school, name, workplace network system that develops the economy. So action learning is when you work with a person, you're looking at life inside the home, looking at learning inside the school, looking at thinking inside the neighborhood, and you're looking at how they respond in the workplace. And that's what you really, when you talk about sense and receive path functions, the motivation is you got to show them, show the person you're working with, that your bottom line is human development through self-improvement. But those are the foundational pillars of of how that research formulates, because I can go anywhere in the world and sit down with anyone and talk about homeschool name workplace networking and how improving sense and receive path functions increase your ability ability to participate and perform at a higher level. And how is it you actually carry out the research? Is there a particular methodology? Absolutely. I just gave you, I gave you four pillars of of the back background. For example, I use human system research, the study of self, other people, and the environment. So that's me as a human learning consultant. I'm self. Other people can be children, parents, teachers, health and human service professionals, and then the environment. The environment might be family, education, government, business systems. But in this sense, we're talking about home, school, native workplace. So that's the research pillars because you're going to study the home, you're going to study the school, you're going to study the neighbor, you're going to study the workplace. So it doesn't matter whether you're dealing with a child or adult, you're still dealing with those those academic economic variables that you're trying to help them begin to understand to reduce the effect of the crises. Now, human systems science represents a fundamental shift in the way that we perceive brain, body and sense events. So how does this perspective differ from the conventional views 
And how does it impact our understanding of self? When you think about the brain's body, you're talking about neurophysics, the sense of feel for self in the brain in relation to self has to be in the lead of the body to reduce the behavior that you, whether it's state of mind or mood state, you learn how to lead through the brain. So everything that we talk about is how you learn first because you want the brain in the lead of the body. And that's the practice. Yes. Yeah. So if you, so when you, you just take that word and then you apply those very that are neurophysics, brain, body, sense, events. That's what you're working through. Those are your signals. Those are the those are the brain signals. The brain, body, senses, sending emotion, thought, reflection, all these things simultaneously, and it's a response system. And what you're trying to do is lead a person to show discipline, cool down, calm down, collect your sense of feel for self, understand what your brain is doing, now respond through reflection. Do you think a lot of people do understand what their brain is doing? That's very difficult. In my experience, it's like this. You can have a brain not even know you have one. Yes. Because you just, you just, you just think you're hearing voices, okay? Yeah. So you, you're full of these doubts. You go through life wondering, you know, because you, you're afraid. And you shouldn't be afraid. You should settle down and understand that the brain talks back. It's a social organ. It's going to talk back to you. And when you're in crisis, it's definitely going to talk because you're, you are the driver of the brain's body. Yes. And you have to participate. So it's going to talk to you. So don't be afraid. Your work emphasizes the importance of education and science in informing the brain and disciplining the body. So what are some of the practical techniques or methods you've found effective in achieving that integration? Yeah, let's go back to the action learning. The most most dramatic part of the practice is teaching a person how to act. When you act, you're acting to perform. The brain lights up, the sensor receive path responds. Why? Because acting through that emotion, thought, or whatever the conflict in your sensor receive path is, you acting elevates and gets you a flow of energy moving through you that the brain then can utilize to do that, that forward, backward feed is happening simultaneously. See, so if you're yeah. caught up here and you act through it, you know, like you and I are talking, it's very difficult. To come, and you just hit me with a real serious question and it got me. Well, I act through it. My yeah. brain kicks because I'm giving it that space. Now that forward feed is coming. It's coming. You just got to trust your brain and what is going to, and your response then is no longer reaction because the re response was to catch up to your initial reaction. Now it's a formalized response because that's the reflective component that has the emotion in it, but it's the emotion deal with the initial effect that got you confused to begin with with the question or the hit. And that's an interesting thing because you have to kind of trust your brain as you mentioned but a lot of people we feel like our brain is us and yet there is so much going on in it that's subconscious so the brain is maybe mostly not us if you see what I mean. It's all things. Can I say that one? Yeah. You see, yeah, yeah because you see you got the computer and even right now the computer computer cannot do the things the brain can do because every single thing that we're doing, even with, with um, AI, advanced with it's advancing, you can still not say that the brain does not have the capacity to say, we have children graduating from universities and going into high level fields at age 14. That's because their sensor C path functions are functioning at such a high level. And that's what we're talking about. When you talk about crunching and understanding how the brain actually functions, it still functions through your sense of feel for self because who's yeah. doing the work? Well, your confidence 
comes from learning your brain. And you learn your brain through calming down and understanding that's me. You, you just said it. But I take it a step further because you have to teach it. So you teach it so that the person know you got to participate. So how do you identify them? Self, not person, self. You are the sense of feel for self. Now, do you feel yourself? That's your brain. You're right. But how are you going to teach it so that person doesn't think, wow, it's too much. It's overwhelming, you know, because yeah. it can be overwhelming. But you want them to calm down and settle in, especially a person that has sense and receive pap damage. It's a step-by-step process. First step is just get them to understand contact and how the brain moves them through contact as a social organ. The next step is understanding that that interaction is confusing because you have a choice to make. You have to make this choice, and if you make this choice, it can hurt, okay? So that forward feed is coming because that forward feed has that new information in it as well as a predictable factor. It's, it's hypothesizing, well, if we do this, this is going to happen, but that's what we want to happen. All that is confusing. But if yeah. you teach a person, step one, just move through the contact. That's the first experience. Now, you it's already happening. You're already interacting. Settle down. Cooperate. See, though, that, that, that's, that's the lack of confidence. Cooperate through the experience, right? Because the reflection is coming. The reflection kicks in, right? You're participating. Now you got all the information. Now you got a knowledge base on the effect that you're afraid of. So now you can calm down and collect your sense of feel for self and believe my brain is pretty powerful as long as I stand lead in my body and don't let my body react before my brain is ready. You see, that's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. The brain's body. And in your more than 25 years of studying brain, body and sense events, what are some of the key insights or discoveries that have significantly influenced your approach as a human system scientist. See, we're talking through them. The first thing is progressive investing because when you start off talking about the brain, people look at you like, wow, you know. Yes. Because we're in a behaviors-driven culture. So everybody wants to see the response of the body. When you talk about the brain, it's so complex because we didn't really begin to research and believe that the brain could do these things until after the 1960s. So what I'm saying is, first thing you have to understand is, what's your motivation? And as you begin to understand the motivation, what are you studying and how do you ground what you're studying so you don't become some bloop bloop pie in the sky because you're grounded in understanding human system research to study yourself, other people, and the environment. Now it's grounded. Why? Because you're looking at the culture, other people, and yourself. So you're not leaving anything behind. Now you look at human system science, which is you and me, our sense, body, brain activities, right? Yeah. It's grounded. So yeah, each, each step is methodical. Now you, you transfer that to the sense of feel. The sense of feel is that that missing link that really grounds you because that's that's the brain, like you said, that sense of feel for self is you, right? Now, how do you move through you? Through, through understanding how you live in a home, how you learn in school, how you think in the workplace, how you respond in the workplace, how you respond, right? Yeah. Those are those variables that we're talking about. So that that's grounding us and what we're trying to talk about and talk through. So I can talk to anybody about participation and improve their participation because in one of those areas, if you had a bad school life as a child, the best way to advance you is to teach you how to move through your own self because you're in the way. See, you're in the way and we got to figure out why you're in the way, but we just have to go back to those places and that the data will tell us what's really in the way. Was your mom? Was your dad? Was it a teacher? Was it law enforcement? Was it because those are community cultural variables and we can define them and get this person to understand, well, let me work through that crisis of what happened. Okay. Yeah. I could change that today. Yeah. So it's, it's a grounded practice and it evolves. So there's other scientists behind it, but these are the ones that we talk through in, in education the science the brain's body. And how do you think your approach to human systems research helps individuals develop 
a sense of self that leads to personal growth and the ability to positively influence others. Not being afraid to do self-research, a self-study. In the process of self-study, self-discovery, the realities. Are you in your own way? And then self-help, because when you're turned on, right, you think about thinking all the time. Yeah. But you need help to understand how to calm yourself down because maybe you're thinking too much. Self-research, self-discovery, self-help, because all three of those give you the platform in which to understand your own brain. Because you're looking from the inside out and you're saying, I can measure this because my response has to have neurologic imprints on it that says my brain responded and that's the evidence you're looking for. You've written a book called Education and Science, The Brain's Body Help to Improve Brain, Body and Sense Events. What was it that prompted you to write the book? You're trying to answer the question, what happened? You have so many kids you come in contact with that people have given up on. But the issue is, if you came into this world with damaged sense and received path functions and you pressed into life and no one understands that your problem is you have not been set up for contact. You have not been set up for interaction. You don't know how to cooperate because those two things get in the way because you you call trouble, you called you're called high need, you know, you're called difficult, but you're having a problem with the contact interaction. So that's what got me involved in this study and doing this work that I'm doing. Because what you're talking about is how do you improve sense and receive path function? That's what you and I have been talking about. Yeah. We have to teach children, they have a brain, and how the brain is supposed to work. Now, social cognitively. So we're talking about social cognition, but then we're including a neurologic function, the sense and receive path function. So the receive path is the neurological side. The sense path is the social cognitive side. Now, that's not a transfer. That just means that the environment drives data that you can sense and feel. But your brain has transferred internally through the, through the nervous system, through the nerve nervous system. And that's the complexity when you can't move through contact interaction, is that that transfer is broken up. So you got a kid who's difficult to work with because they can't transfer your data because they're afraid of what happened or what's happening. Because a lot of kids I came in contact with, that's the first thing they want to know. Well, what's wrong with me? I mean, why am I having such a difficult time? You know, I have children who have six, seven years of just failing grades. And the way you reach that child is first, you have to talk to them in a group setting with other children who are who have similar needs and they can listen and observe. And then later on, if they interact in the community, wow, Dr. Slayton making sense. That's all you want to do. You want to lay down the foundation, inform the brain and put it on the continuum where the child can continue to gather information because there's other helpers out there. I don't rely on myself. I rely on myself, my team, other people inside the same field. We're supposed to be informing the brain. <laughs> so we're going to inform the brain. we got to lay the foundation. That's sense and receive path functions. So if they receive your information. So if I can get a kid to receive my information, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to control them with behaviorism. I'm trying to open them up to processing, okay? And let the behavior evolve because you're trying to change the mood state that's blocking the contact interaction or the state of mind the child is in that they haven't even experienced themselves. Many of them. It's in that state of mind. And how do you envision the future of human system science and its potential applications in fields such as education, psychology, and personal development again in the future? I see the uh, the capacity building elements I'm working on daily, and I've yet to experience um, breakdowns. I have children that I work with and adults, parents that I work with who were low functioning. I have kids who's engineer, 
lawyers. I have kids who are doctors. I have kids, but that's not how they started out. That's what we, human system science, you teach a person about their brain, body, and senses because you can go through med school understanding medicine because what are you using? Your senses. And what are you, what are you trying to dissect? The body. And what are you using? The brain. Okay. So when you get tired, what do you do? Calm down. Yes. Collect just the feel for self. Okay. So now we're getting through the complexity of you being you because now you understand the control is, can I handle me? If you can handle you. How come you can't handle anybody else? The brain has to be in the lead of the body. So you teach them this. And it always rolls back. If they got high blood pressure, how do you sense and feel things? How do you know you have high blood pressure? You have to study your brain, body, and sense events. That's revolutionizing for a young person to understand, I can understand what's happening to me and improve and make more confident decisions about whether I want this medication, that medication, or what my body is able to do when I work with my brain. Are you working on any more books at the moment or any more projects of any kind? Yes. So I'm glad you asked because see, we've been covering it. Talk to the brain, not the body. That's my next next piece because you hit it. Children hear these voices. Parents hear these voices, but they don't understand. Calm down. Calm down. The brain's social organ. It communicates. It sends messages all the time. Sometimes you can't sleep. Calm down. Get get out of the bed. Go see. No, go go write. See the five pillars of what I'm talking about in my next book: reading, writing, acting, performing, drawing. Because when you have all that tightness in you, your system saying, "Let's communicate." You don't have to go. You go write it out. You go act it out. You go inside your 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 den and you turn the music on and, and do some move. Let that energy come out because the brain is now taking the lead because you're acting. You're acting. Now your brain's lit up. You're performing. Now you can calm down. You can make sense. The brain is sending you information all the time. Don't be afraid of it. You got many outlets. That's what the body is supposed to be doing. The body is an outlet for the brain. Use the brain and allow the body to just perform. Reading, writing, acting, displaying all those. That's what next piece is about well in the meantime where can we find your current book and keep up to date with all your research and everything that you want us to find amazon.com i have a i have a page there i also have a website uh dr christopher k slayton.com i also have another website that has all all five of the books all six of them actually and that's um brainsbody.net and that tells you about the learning system the brains body learning system yeah then i have a podcast but i just started and that's because i have a lot of people asking me all these questions about the literature and so that's one way Way that I can continue to writing. So a lot of my writing is coming through. Rather than do the blog, I have a blog too, but I find it more fascinating to do pod, write up podcasting scripts, put the information out there, then troubleshoot it back to me through the backward feed, yeah. you know, and then analytically be able to build from that. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us. It's been great to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate every moment. I appreciate you very much for the opportunity to be on your show today. 